Hey, life insurance agents, you're listening to the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast, where we provide the tools to help you grow a more profitable life insurance business by selling online and over the phone from anywhere with an internet connection. Even if you're alone in your quest to build your life insurance business, just know that there's a community of life insurance agents at SellTermLife.com, connecting and helping each other grow their businesses from home offices, coffee shops, and beaches all across the nation. Welcome to episode number 12 of the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Root, and today I'll be interviewing the guy who's been key to the success of my search engine rankings. As I've mentioned a few times before, I'm a life insurance agent who's become a life insurance marketer, and this guy has been a massive resource to my business. So I'll be interviewing him about advice he thinks is crucial for life insurance agents to succeed in ranking their own sites, and also about a site that we partnered on that was generating up to 49 organic life insurance leads per day and submitting over $100,000 of applications per month that suddenly tanked. It still hurts to even say those words. So we'll be talking about that. But first, if you like what you hear and if you're listening in iTunes, please take a moment to leave a review of the show. And please don't hesitate to use the send voicemail tab on our website. We respond to every voicemail and we'll potentially cover any questions on a future podcast. It also lets us know what topics to cover as well. So uh, we have Jason Patterson as our guest today. He's an SEO ninja in the life insurance space and knows how to generate leads for life insurance agents. It's not all about SEO. There's a lot more to the formula on generating life insurance leads, and that's what we'll be discussing today. Welcome to the podcast, Jason. Hey, Jeff. All right, so let's start here with uh, telling us about your background in the business and what you're doing today. Yeah, so back in 2005, I started selling Medicare supplements, and my first appointment was in a small little trailer in the South that scared me to death. I mean, I, you know, literally, there were just uh, cats everywhere. It was out in the middle of nowhere. It was gross. It was nasty. <laughs> and I said, look, I just do not want to be going to people's homes I don't know. And that literally was one of the only in-home appointments I've been on since 2005. Now, I went on a few more here and there for people I knew in my town, but I made the decision in 2005 that I didn't want to drive two hours to sell a Medicare supplement and waste time and waste gas. I said, look, I'm going to learn how to sell online. Mm-hmm. So in 2005, I bought sort of buying leads from... Back then, it was called allexclusivelead.com, and now it's called AllWebLeads. I was one of their first customers for me- in the Medicare market, and literally, I could buy a lead for 8 bucks and convert 25% of those. I-, I thought I'd hit you know the jackpot because I was a new agent. I had no competition back in 05 selling to people that were going on Medicare, and I mean, it, it just was a perfect storm. It's not that I was that smart back then. It was just I literally hit it just the right time. Nobody was selling really in my state online to seniors. Mm-hmm. And one day I was kind of adding up my cost per acquisition. And it, I mean, it was really cheap, you know, 25, 30 bucks. I mean, I could buy, you know, just handful of lead and make a sale. Well, started noticing a trend that, you know, 2006 was really good. And 2007 became a lot more competitive. My cost per acquisition went up and it was still really good. And then in 2008, I said, hey, let's, you know, I said, why am I just selling? And, it, and really, I was actually on a flight to Texas 
to see someone to Austin, Texas, a friend of mine. And I actually said, I was flying, as I was flying on the plane, I said, why, this is such a big country. Why am I just sailing in South Carolina? Mm-hmm. I said, I'm an idiot for not opening up as many states as possible. But I also realized that I'm one person and I can only do so much. So I contacted a few guys that I knew locally here in town that on a PNC agency. And I knew they kind of wanted to go into the Medicare market. And I literally, I mean, again, it was a great deal for me and it worked out. I walked in one day and I said, hey, I know you've got 3,000 square foot of space open upstairs. Why don't we start a Medicare call center? Start hiring agents. I knew they could help me with the money and investment in it. We signed a contract a couple of weeks later and started a call center. Right. So up until this point, everything that every dollar I made was contingent on good leads. And 2008 was pretty good. We started scaling up. We added one agent. Um, leads are still great. 2009 was even better. And then 2010 was kind of a just banner year. It was the year I, I legitimately thought that in two years I'd be a millionaire. And I mean, we were selling, you know, 400 apps, three, 400 apps a month online, doing a million plus dollars a year in premium or in commissions. And then June 2010, the lead quality really started going downhill. I mean, it really started going downhill. And essentially, my cost for acquisition went up to, you know, from $50 to 100 which is a shock. But there's still money to be made. And all through 2010, made great money, had a record open enrollment in 2010. 2011 came, and legitimately, leads went from 50 to to $100 acquisition to 250 300 350 I mean, essentially, lead companies, start, there was a greater demand, and they couldn't meet the demand, so they started selling leads that were just terrible. Mm-hmm. And conversions were down, and they raised the prices. I mean, it all just kind of blew up. And so I hired a bunch of SEO companies to try to get leads coming in. I tried the SEO route and, you know, I spent thousands of dollars on that and nobody delivered SEO. I spent a ton of money paying people and nothing really. Mm-hmm. And so I decided I sold my call center and to my partners. I sold it in June of 2011. I had no clue what I was going to do. Then I met you not too long afterwards. And then, January 2012 was my first month selling life insurance online. I think I did pretty well. I, don't, I mean, I, for the first month, I don't remember I submitted, but it was a, it was a decent amount. You did really again, well. Yeah, you did really well compared to most new agents. Absolutely. Yeah, and so and I made money. I was like, man, this is good. And so, but still, the entrepreneur in me wanted to figure out, okay, how do I get better leads? That's always been my problem. That's every agent's issue. We, look, we, we've got to have leads. We need good quality leads. I mean, that's what this thing revolves around. I told myself, I said, hey, I, you know, I, I really just dove in. I guess it was a couple, like a month or two later. I said, Jeff, you know, I, I want to focus on learning SEO. And look, the investment for me was huge because I sold my call center and I had money that I could live off of for that year. But if I took the time I took into learn SEO, and didn't sell them. I wasn't making any new money. So there was a huge risk I took there and a huge investment. I mean, it was a time investment, a money investment where for months I didn't make anything. And so I just dove in. I started, you know, and wanted to learn how to generate my own leads. And that's kind of my background. And I always intended to come back around and sell just myself online. You know, I said, hey, let me get 10 leads a day for myself. As soon as I do that, I'm going to jump right back online, not lose out. And started a website, 
Jeff and I started one together, and we were going to have someone else sell them, or I was going to sell some of them, and you know, it, it ended up turning into something bigger, much bigger than what we thought. <laughs> I mean, really, it really did. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at today. So. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about that then. You know, the rise and fall of a website that we partnered on, and you know, we learned a lot from. So you and I invested in a website together, fifty-fifty. At one point, it was generating what, like eight hundred leads per month or so. Something like that. Yeah, it was the record day. I'll, I'll never forget it. Was forty nine leads, and yeah. that included call in and leads. It was forty nine, and one day was the record day. Yeah, and man, from one website, and yeah, and you know, it was submitting over a hundred thousand dollars in monthly premium until that fateful day where we got tanked by Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, so we'll talk yeah, about that I, a little I'm, bit later, but let's talk about how we got there first. I'm sure agents are very interested in that and go over some of the best practices. Yeah, I, we didn't really sit around waiting on, okay, what are the best practices? We just took action, did something, okay? And I know this is kind of something we talk about later, but I want to encourage anybody that starting a site that you're not going to know the best practices. A lot of the best SEO lessons are self-taught. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn as you're building a site. But I'll tell you, I went out and found someone that had been an SEO for years. And I had talked to a dozen people, I would say, that and I paid for it. But I guess my first best practice was paid this guy to mentor me a little bit before I really dug into this site. And then he gave me some ideas and the site started ranking really well. It had, you know, kind of had one lead coming in, dripping in here or there. And then it just started taking off. But I would tell you one thing that we two things we really learned early on was and this worked for us it might and this is totally different for it can be different for other agents but we had a laser focus on three or four sets of keywords i guess i could say three or four little niche keywords that had really good traffic and my goal was to dominate those keywords period i became obsessed with it almost you know it, it was kind of bad right so um, e even though you had 80 plus pages of content there was only a oh, few yeah. pages you were concentrating on yeah, it, that, that's it. And all the SEO efforts that were even put into some of the other pages, those pages would link back to the pages I was working on. I mean, everything that existed about that site was made to make these handful of pages. Let's see, I'm, look, I'm looking at some notes now. It's the, I, the day we had 49 leads, and this really struck me, I would say that probably 100% of those leads came from four pages. Mm-hmm out of the 80 plus pages on the website. And so my goal was to laser focus and get every keyword possible ranking number one, you know, one and two. And that worked well for us. And then the second thing I learned was, you know, our traffic started picking up and I was like, man, leads just don't seem like they're flowing in like they should. I mean, we've got a lot of traffic here. And look, guys, here, listen, if you hear anything that we're saying, the traffic is hard enough to get to your website already Without that, without that visitor coming to your site and leaving. I wish I would have learned that lesson earlier. So we made a few changes to the site and to the design of it, the layout, made it a little more pleasurable to look at, got a custom logo, and the site overnight doubled in leads. And look, that didn't cost me any SEO work. I mean, we went from, you know, 5% conversion to 10 12% consistently over the life of the site. I mean, it just consistently converted 10%. And if you know anything about life insurance, that's a really high percentage. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to work on your site design. You can't 
you know, if you're going to spend money in SEO or time learning it, don't be afraid to spend $5,000 to pay someone to do an awesome site that's going to convert really well. That's one of the best investments you can make. It's just something you've got to do. If you're spending a lot of your time learning and investing in SEO, then you have to have a site that converts. There's no reason to not. I totally agree. Oh, you have to. And then we, I guess uh, we were very, again, we were very aggressive with the backlinking, but I would say best practices regarding backlinking is that, uh, again, everything that we learned through backlinking came from us investing in education about SEO. When we started this site, my SEO knowledge was still very, very low. Mm-hmm. And I would call people up and say, look, what do you think about this? Or I would take a course about backlinking and drop $1,000 here for a week-long course. If you're doing it yourself, you've got to invest and know what you're doing. And the only way to do that is to invest in education. I can't say that enough. Invest in education. There are plenty of SEO courses out there. There are plenty of them. There's plenty of people willing to take your money yeah. to teach you about SEO. Yeah. And, and for many agents out there, this is more of a mindset shift because you're used to face-to-face stuff or just buying leads. So now you're spending time, you know, one, two, three plus hours every day investing in your education to market. You know, you're creating a new skill for yourself, something where you don't have to pay an SEO agency for the lifetime that you're marketing or market Correct. or any sort of marketing agency. So it's a great skill to have. It's a skill many successful life insurance agents are picking up. Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree. I would say the education part is what I contribute the 90% of my success that I've had with SEO. And now, now you're the expert. I go to you for everything. And, and let me say too, look, generally things that I would do three months ago, it's a moving target. It's not like you can invest in SEO education one time and be done with it. Um, go out there and make friends. Look, we're all salespeople. Mm-hmm. And go out there and make friends with people. Learn stuff about SEO. Join different mastermind groups, guys that are in different niches than you are. Is there anything else, any other best practices you can think of? The more, I'll tell you, the more you know about SEO, the less you'll have to pay someone else to do it for you. Yep. But the less you know about SEO, the more you're going to have to pay someone else to do the work for you. And so it's a balance there. You know, how much, if you've got a lot of cash flow and you have a little bit of time, then spend the cash and, and learn a little bit about SEO, just enough to know, hey, is this guy doing the right thing? If you don't have a lot of cash, then start learning and doing as much as you can on your own. Yeah, absolutely. And put all the stuff you said right now together. And we had a juggernaut of a site. You know, we learned a lot. You failed a lot first, but you learned from it. <laughs> and then that fateful day that crushed both of us. Why don't you tell us what happened? Oh, God. Let me go throw up first. Seriously. <laughs> I almost want to cry talking about it. Well, I tell you, what was really hard about this was this site, it was not an SDO practice we were using to tank the site. It was legitimately a mistake. An employee of mine actually took an automated link building tool that was meant to go to another site. Again, we don't use automated link building tools on sites we're trying to make money on or anything like that. We were testing out a few different things with, you know, even back then you could still use some automated tools and send a few links to it and it would do well. But he was testing another site and accidentally put the URL of our money site into this link building tool. It was just a complete accident. Mm-hmm. And it blasted the site. Blasted the site with 1,400 links in one day. 
<laughs> and I will never forget it. It was September, I think, the 14th, the last year. And usually, you know, I was coming home from lunch and checking the rankings in CertBox. That's the tool we use to monitor rankings. At the top, it gives you, okay, your total cert rankings for the day. You know, we were usually, I would look at it, and every day, I mean, man, we were on a roll. We were up 50 spots, 100 spots, 200 spots. And so I log in, look at CertBox. We were down 4,000 spots. If anybody who that, has CertFox, just think of all those red. Just think of red down arrows. <laughs> yeah, Bloodbath. I mean, yeah, I mean, so anytime you see that many red down arrows, I said we're toast. And so, yeah, I mean, that, that was it. I mean, that essentially just taking our sight. Mm-hmm. And look, here, here's the thing. Look, I could have said, hey, I'm, I'm done with SEO. I hate SEO. But I would tell you, you know, that was a little over six months ago, and I refused to let that happen again. And so I invested, and most people's reaction when they have something like that happen is to just not invest any more money in, in SEO, just be done. You know, SEO sucks, SEO's dead. I mean, I've heard it all. And so, you know, I knew it was a mistake, and I knew that we, we ranked sites before we could do it again. And so I diversified my business. You know, I have a few other niches that I have. You know, all of my income was dependent on that one site pretty much. These other clients, but I mean, if that site tanked, I was done. I was, you know, and so my income was back down to literally almost zero again. So I spent the past six months kind of diversifying myself, having other clients and other niches now. I have a couple of, I have one dentist that I do SEO for his site. You know, I have a roofer I do SEO for, you know, I mean, so I've learned to diversify myself. And I'll tell you, if you're in SEO long enough, you're going to have something like that happen. I mean, anybody who is actually successful, the guy I was telling you about earlier that I know is a good friend of mine that had 15, you know, talked to him the other day, he had 20 leads in one day, and this, this guy is works his butt off, but and people say, man, he's got 15, 20 leads. Well, he also has had unnatural link warning messages in his account before and his site had tanked before. Mm-hmm. And he spent a lot of money, but he kept on persevering. And this guy writes a lot of insurance, and he just didn't give up. I mean, he works hard. Yeah. And so it's a really good message that it's a roller coaster. If you're getting into SEO, you know, it's first of all, it's it's the best lead you can get is somebody searching and then contacting you, filling out a form or making a phone call. So it's huge interest to a lot of agents out there. But if you're going to do it, just know that there's ups and downs. When you're doing SEO, you're basically gaming a a search engine and they change the rules all the time. <laughs> and one little mistake like we made can just tank your business, you know, per se. So absolutely. And I think Jeff kind of knows some of the things that I'm doing now. I think, I think this point six months to a year from now that I look back on it and realize I learned a lot from it. And I like the direction I'm going in now. And, you know, you have to learn from your mistakes, no matter how big they are. And, you'll come out better for it. If you're just starting out, you're brand new at it, it can be very overwhelming. But take the mindset on, of, look, I'm going to learn enough about what Google likes, and I'm going to do this. I mean, just confident. Like, in six months, I will have 10 leads a day. You have to have the mindset of failure is not an option, period. You know, six months ago, when the income that I had tanked from the website, I said, Failure is not an option. Six months from now, I will have that same amount of income plus some, and I did. I mean, I, I essentially rebuilt the same amount of income 
and actually more in a six-month period. But I had the mindset of failure is not an option, period. Mm-hmm. I didn't care if I had to walk through a wall every day to get there. I was going to do it. And so I think that's the thing. A lot of agents, I talk to so many agents that I get calls every week about agents saying, hey, can you talk to me about SEO? They're just so timid about it. Like, I mean, I don't mean to sound raw here, but grow a set. Like, seriously, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just kick it, kick it in the face. You know, just do it. And yes, you may fail, but that's okay. As long as you Take learn from your failures. As long as you learn from your failures and have the mindset that you are going to do it, period. Look, my mindset was, I have a wife, I have a two-year-old, and I have a one-year-old. And I knew in six months, if I didn't recreate that income, look, I have, I have a lot of diapers and a lot of baby food to buy. And so that was my motivation. I have a mortgage, um, have a family, and that was. And I said, look, period, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times people don't really realize that the power of a positive mental approach when you go into something. And you have to really do a good job of filtering out all the just negativity out there about SEO. Yep. Um, you really have to filter that stuff out. You can buy into a lot of stuff. Hey, SEO is this, it's that. And you just have to be careful what you let your mind believe. And again, let me get back to one more thing. I'm going to say it one more time. Conversions, conversions, conversions. If you're doing SEO, it's even more important if you're doing it on your own. You've got to invest in conversions for right. SEO. I see so many um, agents that go out and pay $25 a month for a pre-packaged website that is just awful. It might look pretty, but it doesn't convert. Pretty doesn't convert. No, yeah. You know, there's there's a method to all this. It's the same thing when agents go out there and purchase a website. Hey, I can get a website for four hundred dollars or five hundred dollars from this, you know, from this company. Like great, you know, it looks pretty, but you're not gonna get any leads from it. <laughs> it doesn't convert. There's a big differentiation there. So just to tack on what you were saying that conversions so important. And I think it's something that's overlooked by agents because they just don't know. They don't know what they don't know. And you preaching conversions is something every agent should concentrate on if they're marketing a website. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're a perfect example, Jeff. You spent a lot of money redesigning Fin, And man, that site looks so much better. And you convert better now. And one of my things I'll tell you is the agents, now I wrote this down in my notes this morning. I said, you know, I see this every time. The agents who spend the most money, they reap the most rewards typically, or spend the most time or money, period. The agents who spend the most time or the most money investing in SEO are the ones that reap the biggest rewards. And if you take little risks, you'll have little rewards. Take big risks, you'll have big rewards. And another point I want to make, and you touched on it before, is that even if you're doing it yourself, you're going to have to spend money. You're going to have to invest in education but also on doing a lot of the technical work, you know, for the conversions and paying programmers and so on. So, you know, if you think you can get away with, hey, I'm going to teach myself SEO but not spend any money because I'm going to learn it myself, it's not going to happen. You still need to keep investing. And look, I'll say this about spending money. In 2005, I left my job. I've been married three months. My wife was in college. We were young. Didn't have a lot of money. Okay, we had no money. (laughs) And... I was spending money on leads the first couple of years. Listen, I went out and any $5,000 credit card I could get, I was getting it with no interest. And I knew the reward was there. And i tell you this, in 2008, when my renewals were coming in really well, I'll never forget it. It was such a good feeling. You know, I had probably 20 plus thousand dollars of credit card debt 
you know, over the first couple of years that I just bought leads on. Well, and you know what? 2008, I earned a check for it. Pay it off. I wouldn't be sitting there talking to you today, to be honest with you, if I had not um, spent money and put it on credit cards. And so I'm not saying, hey, go out and get in debt. But you know what? If you have to spend $3,000 one month on put it on a credit card and pay it off over a year, no interest or whatever, then that's worth the investment. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that enough. If, I'll, if agree you don't with, have the, I'll agree with that. If you believe in yourself that you can do this, you have the mental makeup yeah, to start a business was, yeah. and do it. That was going to be my next thing. I don't go out and spend it if you don't believe that you can do it. If you just don't think you can do it, then you won't. Okay, so right now I know that you're doing all your SEO for yourself, ranking your own life insurance websites. If an agent wanted to work with you, are you doing any sort of work with agents right now? I'm not taking, like you said, I'm not taking on any SEO clients right now. Um, but, you know, one thing that I am willing to do if you currently have a website and let's say you're getting 30 hits a day, 40 hits a day or whatever, and but you're not really getting any leads, I'd be happy to take a look at your site and see if there's something we can do to redesign your site that, that will convert better using the same techniques that allowed Jeff and I's site to convert you know, really well. Or if you say, hey, I'm starting a site, uh, I want to do my own SEO, I'd be happy to build a new site for you that will convert, that will be very clean, so you can rank, that will be clean code-wise, everything like that. So yeah, that's really, like I said, we that's something new that, that I've done that for a couple of agents. I think it would really help if you just contact Jeff and he'll put you in touch with me if that's something you want to do. I'd be glad to help you. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great offer. I can say this, that life insurance websites, it's a whole different game than any other sort of website. So if you are reading any sort of conversion information from different sources, a lot of time it doesn't apply. We're just in a very, very niche market here and we've tested a lot of things. So that's a great offer, Jason. That's something that it took us a, a year or two to, to figure out ourselves. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I'm sitting here right now and I won't say the site, but you know, I'm sitting here looking at a site right now that I know gets really good traffic. I like to say decent traffic, but I bet you they're not converting 2%. And I just hate seeing sites like that that I know rank decent and they get good traffic, but I can't figure out where to fill a form out on the home page. Mm-hmm. You know, and so those are things you really got to look at and I'd be glad to help you with it and get you converting better. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing this, Jason. And if anybody wants to chat with Jason, he's in the community at SellTermLife.com. And I'm sure I'll have him back on the podcast in the future. So again, Jason, thanks so much for sharing your SEO wisdom with us. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. And now for a peek into our community of life insurance agents over at SellTermLife.com. Here are some of this week's hot topics. So this week in the community, we had a member drop a huge value bomb with a do-it-yourself step-by-step instruction on how to get a sticky quote form on your website. In other words, it's that quote form that stays in your visitor's face as you scroll down a page. We've discussed it in previous episodes, but we're seeing much higher conversions when implementing this on your site. And these guys give you a free how-to guide on how to do it. Very valuable stuff. We also talk about the rebranding that's about to happen with American General. They're going back to the old AIG life insurance name in the next couple weeks. So we discussed the implications of that. And as far as field underwriting goes, there was a highly detailed thread on underwriting breast cancer that would help anybody out. 
and also a discussion on life insurance for juvenile diabetics under the age of 18. So we have confirmation of one company that will take diabetics under age 18, which is a great niche because many parents are looking to secure coverage for their kids beyond just a child rider. And if you can get the kids life insurance, you'll most likely get the parents as well. To join the conversation and discover how you can use modern techniques to sell more life insurance, work more efficiently, and on your own terms, head over to SellTermLife.com. We'll see you back next Thursday morning for another value-packed episode of the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast. Editing and production of this podcast were provided by Authority Engine. Learn more at authorityengine.com.